The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of Positive Talk Radio. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and it actually, I think, for the third or fourth day this year, we've actually topped 70 degrees. Eric, am I wrong in that? You know, I'm not sure about the uh, the day count, but, yeah, we, we've topped 70 degrees. and feels pretty good. It, it, it really does. You know, you'd think it was like April or something instead of being June 1st, but... You know, you get what you get, and that's what we get. So what do you do? True. So anyway, Eric, we've got a great show for everyone lined up today. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I met this gal uh, not too long ago, and uh, she had something um, up her sleeve that uh, um, I had never heard of before. And I've been doing this a while, and so not hearing of something is perked my interest so i wanted to find out what it was all about and uh so uh, kayla mason is with us and she recently has migrated from the great state of new york to, to the greater state of uh california and is now in san diego and uh, uh so kayla welcome to the show say hello to eric Hello. Hi, Eric. Hi, nice Kayla. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And it, it must be, be here. Uh, some trick to have something up your sleeve because it looks like you're not actually wearing any sleeves being <laughs> yeah, in San Diego. True. Makes total yeah. sense. But. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, metaphorical sleeves ah. are very common down here. <laughs> yes. She's in, what's the temperature down there in San Diego? Um, right now, it's, it's probably probably in the seventies. It's interesting here. I didn't expect this, but it's cold in the morning and cold at night and hot in the middle of the day. So we get like last night, we went out to see the sunset and we had to have like, we're all bundled up in, in sweatshirts and brought a blanket. And, you know, cause by eight o'clock you're down to a breezy 60 degrees. Uh, but during the day you get, you know, you can get as high as 80, 85 in the sun. So yeah. Yeah, I like it, though. There's a nice ocean breeze everywhere you go. And by the way, your significant other, and, and tell me if this is none of my business. And <laughs> I, so if it's none of my business, just say so. But he <laughs> traveled by train all the way across the country from New York. That, yes. must been, that must have been a lot of fun for him. Yeah, he did travel by train all the way across the country. Um, and he did it during Mercury retrograde. Oh, good. <laughs> which so has not yet ended, um, but uh, it actually ends on June 4th. So we're almost out of the water. Um, but yes, it was it was quite the trip. It was supposed to be about 40 hours. Um, one of the trains, uh, they were an hour late and they actually ended up holding the train because there were so many people on the connecting train. Um, and then he had another train where he was literally five hours delayed 
he was supposed to arrive in LA at 8 a.m. and didn't get in until 1.30 p.m., I believe. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I hope he is spending that much time on a train. I hope he had a comfortable time. Um, actually, the air conditioner dropped out as oh, soon good. as they started driving through the Southwest. So the minute they got to the hottest states there were, no air conditioning. And Mercury they... in retrograde is a great time to in take the... a 45-hour ride across the country actually i think it was 70 total it was a lot he he may have planned 67 that 67 hours he just wrote it on a piece of paper to show me 67 hours he was on a train oh wow and and just by way of background both of you are uh are thespians that would be yes. to those of you mm -hmm. who don't know any about <laughs> thespians. Uh, but the, you guys have an acting background, and uh, your significant other actually is a practicing actor. And you were a, you were a member of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, for eight whole years. Yeah, I actually am still technically a member of SAG. I have not uh, done anything with that membership except participated in the SAG Awards. So I get all the screeners and pay my dues. Um, but I am still a member of SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't understand how SAG works, let me see if I can explain it to you and, uh, and, see, if, and, and see if I've got it right. Um, in order to become a member of the Screen Actors Guild, you have to have a speaking part in a commercial or a television series or a movie. But in order to have a speaking part in a television series, a commercial, or a movie, you have to be a member of the Screen Actors Guild. So some of the most unique stories come out of how you were able to get your card. What was your story? How were you able to do that? Um, so actually, and it's funny because this kind of brings me into human design, the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about later. I, I have the understanding now that I have a very deep intuition. I have a very deep understanding of the way things happen. And there are often things that I just know, and I couldn't tell you how I know them, but I know them. And one of the things that I knew was going to happen was that AFTRA, which used to be the like radio and television uh, guild, was going to merge with SAG. And they had talked about this numerous times before. It had been all over the place. They talked about merging, you know, probably seven or eight times previously, probably once in my lifetime of being involved in the conversation. Um, but at this point, everyone was saying, oh, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. So I bought into AFTRA which was something that you could do at the time. So I didn't actually have to have any of those things that people need to have to get their SAG card. I literally paid for getting into AFTRA and then AFTRA and SAG joined. So I became SAG AFTRA. So, so you, you were kind of grandfathered, your grandmothered in as it were. Yeah. And I, I literally signed up, I want to say three weeks before the merger went through. Oh, so yeah. it was... Yeah, I, I snuck right in. It was more intuition than it was than it was anything else. <laughs> well, congratulations. And now you're in sunny Los Angeles, Southern California. So exactly. you, can, you can do some uh, um, some theater down there and you can also uh, do some audition, auditions, which I like to call them interviews. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know who John Edward is? I think so. He's the psychic medium. And no. 
Yes. Continue. And uh, he's got a daughter who is, um, she was eight years old when I interviewed him last year. And um, he has got a very unique perspective. And that is this, rather than her going for a audition, he does not allow them to say the word audition. It's an interview because they're interviewing her to see if she fits the part, has the right look. Well, you know how it goes, has the right look, has the right size, speaks the way they want, all of that stuff, which has absolutely nothing to do with you as a human being. Yes. Yes. And so he refuses to let the, the producers call it an audition because that denotes that you're either good enough or you're not good enough. And what he says to her is, you just weren't physically right for the part. It has nothing to do with you as a human being or your skills. And I thought, I thought that was, you know, I told him on the air, I said, now that's a father. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. Because honestly, one of the, I think one of the reasons I left the acting world and got into coaching is because that the idea that my entire sense of self-worth was on the line every single time I walked into an audition room, every single time I sent in my resume, every single time I got on stage, it was like, I was waiting for someone to tell me I wasn't good enough. I was waiting for someone to say, you are not adequate. You are inadequate and you are not good enough to be on this stage, to be in the presence of others, whatever it is. And I was putting my self-worth on the line every time I got on stage. And you would like to think that producers and directors and stuff have a kind heart and they are nice to their, the people that are auditioning for them, but they deal with so many people that a lot of times that's just not the case. It's like, yeah. you're not going to cut it, get out. Yeah. Uh, Kind of yeah. Thing. And I think a big part of it is that because the business is so cutthroat, because there's no time, because everyone is running on a clock, everyone has a deadline. There's no time for emotions. It's funny because the acting world is all about emulating human emotion. And yet the acting business is all about cutting the emotion out of it. Because if you let your emotions get too involved, then you get upset about things that you have no control over. So the person behind the desk is just looking for something specific. And if you don't have it, it, them having to put forth the energy to say, I'm so sorry, it, there's not time for that. You know, you're not what they're looking for. Move on. So it's like so, a conveyor belt of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as hard for them as it is for us. You know, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, I, I would have hated to be in that chair too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you lose your sense of humanity yeah. when when you when you have to do that, and you mm -hmm. can't have that sense of being kind. And because these people are working, or in many cases, actors are not working. Because if you don't know, there are about thirty five thousand actors in in SAG, and probably two hundred to three hundred actually make a really good living. Everybody else is a waiter, or a bartender, or a shoe salesman, or something. Or we've moved on and found other careers and just hold on to our cards so that we can get the screeners and vote in the SAG Awards. <laughs> which is what you've done, which I like what you've done because you're now Thank a coach. You. You're a yeah. holistic health coach and a human design reader. I want to focus in on that to begin with because I had never heard the term human design. What is it? 
So human design is a system that helps you to understand essentially your energetic DNA. It is, uh, it shows you the way that your energy shows up in the world versus the way that you absorb other people's energy. So we're talking about how you are, how your energy presents in the world. And this is valuable information because if you understand how your energy is affected by other people and how you affect other people's energy, it can give you a real under understanding of why things happen when you're interacting with other people. Yep. It also gives you a really good idea of what you're here to do, what you were put here to accomplish, the kinds of things that uh, light you up. Honestly, with human design, one of the big things that we focus on is the things that light you up, the things that make you happy, the things that fascinate you. Those are often the most important things in your chart. Um, and in the chart, we learn the best strategies to utilize in order to live in harmony with our lives. Um, because so often, and this is something that I find with my clients all the time, when we look back, when we look at their chart and they discover what their strategy is and they discover uh, how they best make decisions and they discover the, the ways in which it works best for them to communicate with others, when they look back, you can see it in action. You can see, oh, damn, no wonder that thing didn't work. I wasn't, I wasn't following my strategy. I wasn't living in my design. I wasn't honoring my alignment. Um, so it's a really interesting situation when you can actually watch it happening in real time. And just for fun, mm -hmm. uh, you asked for my uh, birth place, my yes. birth date, birth time, mm -hmm. and you came up with a chart for me. I did. And uh, that chart, I, you know, the first time that we looked at it, it, it really rang true for me because of the of the of the pluses and also the negatives that were in the chart that uh, told me of things that I needed to look out for. Can we, can we go over that just real briefly as so that to give people an idea of when you, when you do this and a charts develop for you, then somebody will, I was like Kayla can, can read it for you to determine where you are strong, where you're weak, where you need to be, concerned about things and and things like that and it came true in my chart it, it, it was absolutely a, a fact of of what i deal with on you know like a daily basis but it gave me power it gave me the power to I understand that. so that i could i could i could then say aha that's aha. why that happened <laughs> yeah it was an aha moment for me. I, <laughs> I, I, I really loved it. So, so I, we did this and then you worked up your chart. How do you work up a chart? Um, so the chart itself, uh, first I'll tell you where you can get a chart. So you can go get your own chart and you can look this up yourself and figure, look at what your chart is. Um, I get my charts from freehumandesignchart.com. Um, and all you need is your birth date, your birth time, and your birth location. And the time does matter. 
So if you're not sure what time you were born, either try to find out or you can like check throughout the day to see how much the chart changes. Um, but if you don't know what time you were born, I would highly recommend talking to somebody to help you figure it out because it is very important. Um, so the reason that is important is because the way the human design chart is created, it, it is actually a combination of a bunch of different ancient systems and modern science. So I've me I mentioned this previously on the podcast, but I'll give a little explanation right now. Um, the way that human design came into being, it was actually a divine download. So uh, this man, he was a skeptic. His name was Alan Krakauer. Uh, he went into a, uh, to an island off the coast of Ibiza. He decided he was going to go off grid. He was not someone who did anything new age, who was involved in any any uh, mystic concepts. He was just like, I'm gonna go off grid. I don't wanna be around people. I'm gonna go. One night he comes to go back to his cabin where there is no electricity um, and he sees a light on. And he's like, I didn't leave a light on. He goes into his cabin and there are his spirit guides waiting for him. And they said to him, get to work. And he sat down and the story goes that he wrote for eight days and eight nights. This was in 1987. So this was a pretty recent thing that happened. And essentially what he did was he took all of this ancient knowledge. So we're talking about astrology. Uh, the I Ching is very involved, the Kabbalah, um, and then the chakra system and put it together with quantum physics and genetics using all of the, uh, what we currently know about the way electromagnetics and the way that energy moves through the world. So it's this combination of things that we now know and things that we've known for millennia. So the reason, so your human design never changes. Um, it is based on the time that you were born. It's based on the place that you were born. It's the same way that you would look up an astrology chart. And if you go to a website like freehumandesignchart.com, um, you can put in that information and generate a human design chart that you can then see what is going on. Ah, but the key to it is having somebody who can accurately read it because exactly <laughs> I looked at it then because you showed me my chart and it was like, yeah, well, so what? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So the thing with, uh, when you look at the human design chart, essentially what you're looking at are a few different things. One of the things that you're looking at are two lines of numbers. And wherever you get a chart, you're going to see two lines of numbers. These are eaching hexagrams that are connected to specific personality traits that you have a great understanding of. You will see the person in the center of the chart. And in here, you'll see what look like chakra shapes within a human. And these are the centers. So the first thing that I usually look at is defined and undefined centers. A defined center is a place where you create energy and where you emit energy from your body. And an undefined space is a place where you absorb energy from other people. And then the third thing that you'll see on the chart over to the left side on the charts that I use, but in general, is it'll give you a breakdown of your type, your authority, your profile, your definition. Um, and these are the like 
the specific archetypes and this, the easier things to kind of grab onto when you're initially diving into human design. So Kevin, for instance, is a manifesting generator. Um, so a mm-hmm. manifesting generator. <laughs> yeah. A manifesting generator is someone who has a defined sacral center and who has a motor to their throat, which means that their throat center (laughs) is connected to uh, an energy center so that when you speak things out loud, they become the truth. So, and every type, there are five different types and every type has a different way of interacting with the world. However, those types are not the end of it. The way that I find uh, it's easiest to think that human design works is kind of like astrology where it's like, oh, I'm a Leo, therefore I insert blank here. But the thing is, is that because there's so much else going on in the chart, it's not just about your type. And the fact that there are only five types, it gives you a mild overview But in order to actually understand what's going on, you really do need to talk to somebody who can help you to read the chart from a different perspective. Now, had we not met beforehand and you knew that it was a podcast that I was doing and you were coming on here, what would you, what does my chart say that I should be doing or could be doing or what my passion is? Um, Looking at your chart. So uh, Kevin's chart, he has every center defined except for the one in the very middle, which is his self-center, um, which tells me that the one thing that you probably struggle with is feeling a sense of belonging. And I would tell you that you do not need to feel a defined sense of belonging, that you are allowed to live in a fluid space of identity and that you are designed to help other people to feel like they belong more so than you are to actually find your posse of people. Whereas the things that you bring to the world, the energy that you bring to the world, a lot of it comes from your throat. A lot of it comes from uh, your emotions. You are a person who feels deeply and you are a person who has a lot of things to bring to the world with your voice. You are here to really speak things into existence and to help others to uh, really to give a platform to others to allow for to uh, to allow for there to be space for new ideas and for new concepts. And that is that is so interesting that when the first time that you mentioned that to me, it was like, okay, you you're playing with me, right? Because it was, it was really was, and, and also there was a, because the one area that I have this undefined is my heart center, which also means as we talked about it, as I understood it at the time that I can get taken advantage of because my heart is open and, Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and not that that's ever happened to me by chance, but, uh, is that (laughs) now, is it, was that true? So yeah, essentially a lot of times what happens with undefined centers in general is that they're places where we tend to feel inadequate and wherever we feel inadequate, we, (laughs) wherever we feel inadequate, we are vulnerable to being exactly what you're saying, kind of taken advantage of, um, kind of pushed around. We're also vulnerable to shame. We're vulnerable to feeling like we're supposed to be able to do something when we just don't create energy in that space. 
Um, so for you with that undefined self-center, that space of love, that space of identity, when you are, you are probably someone who, uh, who feels, who feels love in a more relational sense and doesn't necessarily feel it by when you're on your own. And the plight of the person with that undefined self-center is to find peace when they are on their own, rather than constantly trying to reach for feeling into the identity energy of other people. Because when you feel that identity energy and you identify with it and you think it's yours and that it belongs to you, it's then that then that person walks out of the room and you're not absorbing their energy anymore. And you think to yourself, oh my God, I've lost a piece of myself and I don't know who I am anymore. Where you're not designed to, um, to answer that question. You're designed to feel into everybody else. And that actually is, is so true. And, and, uh, and it's because of that sense of wanting to create, like, like you said, the, uh, the posse, I, mm -hmm. I end up bringing people that have, um, we shall say different motives that, that I would have preferred they had at the beginning, but I tend to overlook some of those things because I want to a sense of belonging and, and, and to bring folks along. So, so it, it can make it difficult. All the, so, but what I've learned now is that I need to be more discerning about the people's motives and to why they're working with me and why they want to be either part of the show or part of my life, whatever it is and, and stuff. So that has helped me a great deal say, mm, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, and, and so I'm learning. And so I, I want to thank you publicly for yeah. that because that was really, You're really welcome. cool. And by the way, we're going to take a break here in a minute, but I, before we do that, what website can they reach you at? Um, my website is kaylacare.liveeditaurora.com. Can you make that a little easier, please? I, Say that again. I, Kayla Care, so it's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E dot liveeditaurora, L-I-V-E-E-D-I-T-A-U-R-O-R-A dot com. And when, when this is put up as a podcast, we will have her website there, and you can go to um, positivetalkradio.net. By the way, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do at positivetalkradio.net. It's really, it's, we're, we're growing. It's really cool, and we really appreciate that. We are talking with Kayla Mason. Now, when we come back from these breaks, we are going to talk about the other side of the work that she does. She's a holistic health counselor, uh, which... I don't know about you guys, but I could use some of that too. <laughs> so, so, so I hope you'll stay with us. These advertisers that we're going to be talking about here right now are, are very special to the program and uh, they're very cool people. And I hope that you will take the time to write their information down and to contact them. So um, with that, uh, we're talking with Kayla Mason and you're listening to positive talk radio right here on KKNW. 11.50 a.m. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. 
visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW. If you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 130 shows and growing. Great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. Hey, you can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. You should check it out. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I created PTR because now's the time for positive change, and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net, and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're, we're talking with Kayla Mason. She is a human design reader, and she's, she's a wonderful gal. She's got a great smile, and she really is interested in your well-being and to help you live the best life possible. And uh, she's an integrative nutrition health coach, and her goal is to help her clients learn to heal themselves in a health coaching sessions, she'll dive deep into all parts of your life, and she uses the human design as a tool to get involved with all of that. So, so she's now in Southern California, in San Diego. And Kayla, welcome back to the program. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. You are now. I, I got to tell you, 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 I'm so struck with you that we, you're going to be on the show quite a little bit. And you've also got a friend that I have a friend. You have a friend, have a friend. That, and, and the two of you are going to work together in some mm-hmm. instances. But And by the way, before we get into all of that, if you have any questions for Kayla, about um, uh, human design or her health coaching or whatever you'd like to do, um, you can give us a call right now at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. And that's, uh, you can talk to Kayla Mason if you get on the phone right now. So Kayla, you were an actress, you were doing and then you then you had did an angel come down and tapped you on the head with a wand and and suddenly you said i'm going to be a holistic health coach uh no no that's not what happened actually <laughs> oh. <laughs> i i think i think the same thing happened to me that happened to a lot of people uh, it's a little something that i like to call COVID. oh that <laughs> You know that thing where we all had to evacuate New York City? Uh, you weren't in New York City, but I, I was. I was living in New York City at the time, um, and we had to evacuate. And so I moved up to my parents' house in upstate New York, um, and my I, I was living with my partner and my sister at the time, and they were both like, oh, we'll be gone a few weeks. And I'm sitting here like, no. <laughs> I was like, it was that deep knowing coming in again. I was like, I'm preparing this place to never come back to it. And 
we never went back. We came back into the city Memorial Day weekend and moved ourselves out of the apartment completely. And I have been, I didn't go back to New York City again. I'll never forget uh, watching the the governor at the time. Uh, they got into a bunch of trouble, but the governor at the time in New York, and they were they were showing refrigerated semi trucks that were outside mm-hmm. of hospitals because so many people were passing from yeah. COVID at the very beginning. So yeah. I'm glad you got out. Now you're a younger person than than some of us, but but I'm glad you got out of there. Yeah, it was actually for anyone who's been in new york and knows what the city is like it was a ghost town my parents came and escaped us on i believe it was march 14th and the 15th was the shutdown and we drove home through the lincoln tunnel and there was not a car in sight it was eerie that's that's kind of like one of those uh disaster movies where oh yeah everybody left downtown and 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 you're just sitting there going where'd everybody go yeah exactly Um, But essentially that's what happened. So I had to move home. I was working another, an office job at the time. And I tried to do my office job from home. Um, And of course, at that point, acting was kind of, was my outlet. And then acting ended. There was no longer any place for me to perform. There was no longer any, like I didn't have that outlet anymore. Um, So I worked for that company for a little while. And then I, uh, I actually started doing some really intense kundalini yoga uh, about August of 2020. And for anyone who's done kundalini, I don't know if you've talked about kundalini yoga on this. Not a great deal because all. I can't bend that way. So. No. Anyway. Kundalini actually has very little to do with flexibility and everything to do with energy disruption. Oh. So kundalini is a lot of uh, like breath work is a lot of just, uh, you know, like have you ever done a breath of fire? Kind no, of I haven't thing. done that one either. No, breath of fire. You breathe in and out rapidly, same in, same out. Um, so lots of breathwork exercises like that. The idea is that you're disrupting energy. Um, so I ended up doing a full year of Kundalini yoga uh, every single morning for an hour at seven thirty in the morning. I would get up and do these disruption exercises of energy, and I went through all of the chakras. Um, and as I went through each chakra. I feel like that part of my life started to like was disrupted and then began to settle back into a new place that felt good for me. The first one was the root chakra. And it was after that point that I realized that I was not happy in my job, that I did not feel stable in my job and that I didn't want to be treated the way that I was being treated. Um, And it was pretty soon after that, that I started talking back to my boss and then uh, <laughs> that never <laughs> week, ends well no a week later i was laid off uh <laughs> surprise <laughs> uh luckily he did it in a way that i could get unemployment um but then i we moved into the sacral chakra and i realized how little i was enjoying my life and i started to really dive into being able to enjoy myself more Um, And then we moved into the solar plexus and it was very soon after that, that I started to realize that I was built for business, that I was built to create something that was going to change the world. And it was very soon after that, that I, I had worked with a nutritionist previously and I started talking to her and I was like, you know what, I think I'm supposed to be sharing this, like the things that I have learned because 
in my chart and in my life, I've been on a very long journey of learning how to nourish my body. It's been, I am officially on a, I'm fully paleo at this point. I've done a thousand different cut diets, trying to figure out what things are causing me problems. And at this point, I am at a point where when I put food in my mouth, my mouth tells me if I should be eating this food or not, I will immediately get a reaction. So I have gotten past the point of needing to use somebody else's diet and have now gotten to the point where I can hear what my body needs. So as I was moving through all of this intense meditation and all of these intense breathwork exercises and doing this every single day, every chakra that I brought into balance, something else came to fruition. Um, The next one was the heart chakra. And it became clear that the thing that I was going to do for the world was going to have to do with love, that I was here to help other people learn how to love themselves. And one of the things that you've mentioned, and one of the things that I do, I I consider myself a radical self-acceptance coach. And I really help teach people how to accept themselves as who they are, because when you learn to accept yourself and love yourself unconditionally for who you are and who you were born to be, rather than this, this image that you are, think you're supposed to fit. That's when you really start to figure out what you're here for and why you're here. And that's why you're here is because that is a really hard question and takes a lot Mm -hmm. of internal thought and, and work in order for you to be able to, to understand that because we all look in front of the mirror and if we don't look like, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, GQ or what's, you know, the, the folks <laughs> on the magazines or, and stuff, right. we go, well, I'm not very good. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, but that's not how we should be. Right. And actually this is something that has come up for me recently and something that I, I've dealt with a lot of my life, but I've never really felt empowered to talk about it because I'm a person who from a very young age, I did look like the people in the magazines. I've been told from a very early age, you're beautiful. You should go be an actor. You have a gorgeous body. You should this, you should this. And what happened for me is that that became my identity. I had people telling me left and right, you are attractive. You are gorgeous. That's who you are. So the person I was inside didn't matter because the whole world saw that I matched the person on the front of the magazine. So instead of seeing who I was on the inside and getting to know me as a person, they just took me in at face value. And this happened. That was what my acting career ended up being is that I was seen as, oh, she's, she's a hot girl, but I'm a dork. I'm the quirky one. I'm... (laughs) I've always been the quirky one with the giant heart. So when I'm getting called in for, you know, the hot girl next door and the, you know, the, the slutty one, you know, like when I'm getting called in for all of these things that had nothing to do with who I was inside, not only was it putting my self-worth up to a place that was not aligned for me, but it wasn't ringing true. I wasn't getting cast. I wasn't getting parts because the thing that I was actually bringing to the table was that quirky dork? <laughs> so, and and it's you know? pretty specific. If you're going to have a part that we need to hire somebody that's a quirky dork, do you know anybody like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i I think that when it comes to self acceptance, 
we're not talking about, uh, there are societal norms, there are ideas of what you see in the mirror, but the thing is, when you're talking about real self-acceptance, it's not about what you can see. It's not about outer stimulus. It's not about outer validation. It's about close, what you see when you close your eyes. It's about what happens when you ground into where you are right now and how you exist. And that is where human design can really help us. Well, I'm just curious because it has not been in my human experience that I've been um, a a drop-dead gorgeous girl. So i got (laughs) to... I gotta ask you, does it does it feel demeaning to be looked at for your parts and not for your mind? Yes, it's it's interesting because, and this is a part of my design where I am someone who is constantly looking for approval. I'm someone who's constantly looking for recognition for someone to tell me that I've done well, because in my design, it's important for me to be recognized because when people recognize me, they invite me into things. And my strategy as a projector is to be invited in. But the thing that happened was that because the only thing I was getting invited in for, because the thing that people noticed was my body, was my looks, that was the thing that I began to put myself out for. So I went down a path of the first job that I got when I was looking for jobs outside of college. It was like a summer. I stayed in the city. The very first place that I went was a bikini bar because my first instinct was, oh, I can get a job there. I've never bartended before, but I look great in a bikini. So immediately, not only was the rest of the world putting me in this box, but I was putting myself in that box. Because for my whole life, that was the box that I thought I belonged in. And so it was from there that I became a cocktail waitress. And then I, you know, was at a restaurant for, I worked at this restaurant for, uh, I think it was like nine, seven, nine, 10 months, maybe a year where my uniform was pretty much lingerie. I was wearing this dress that had underwires and I literally had to wear a bra underneath it, or I would have just popped out the top. Um, and I was making $1,500 in a weekend around the holidays because I was, you know, people just wanted to be around me. And it was mostly men who were lonely, who wanted someone to talk to. But the thing is, is when I showed up to that place and like, I had friends who were working there who it was not a problem for them. They were totally fine with the way that this world worked. It didn't bother them. But for me, I left my dignity at the door every time I showed up to work. And there came a point where I just, it, it didn't feel good anymore. And I had to step away and it took me a really long time to officially pull away from that. But what I ended up having to do was to just kind of cut it off altogether and go the exact opposite direction. (laughs) Um, And I got to a point, I stopped shaving any part of my body. I stopped, uh, I stopped washing my hair for a while. I did the whole, like, you know, go totally au naturel. Um, I completely stopped paying attention to the way that I looked. And honestly, I felt great about it. And I have <laughs> since that point, definitely like gone back the other way and found a balance. And like now when I want to feel pretty, I do my hair or I put on a pair of earrings or, you know, but I'm not a person who likes to wear makeup and I never do. Um, But I think a huge part of that for me, I needed to heal 
from believing that my worth was in the way that I looked. And it really had nothing to do with the way my body actually looked. And the reason this actually came up for me recently is I, I started, uh, I'm, I, I hung out with some people who I had known a very long time ago. And uh, one of them said to me, you look so hot, like you're so hot. And it was this moment of like thinking back and realizing, oh, you know, I do still look a lot like I did seven years ago, but I feel completely different in my body now. And when somebody says something like that, it no longer gives me this huge rush of, oh, thank God I'm worthy. Oh, thank God I, I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do. I'm here to be hot. Now I hear that and I'm like, okay, I understand that this is something that you are seeing when you see me and that's great. But why is this the thing that you're picking up on? You know, like, I want to know more about who you are and why you are feeling like you need to tell me that I look that way because you're beautiful too. So I think that because I've done a lot of that healing in myself and I, I do tell myself that I love myself on a regular basis. And that is like a big part of my healing journey <laughs> um, that I feel better now, but there that was definitely a big thing. My worth was very tied up in the way that other people saw my body and my face. I'm pretty sure, and I'm trying to think back, have I ever in my entire life walked up to a girl and said, man, baby, you're hot. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I've, I've said, uh, you're very nice looking. You're very pretty. Um, you have a great personality. Um, you, you, you shine and you've, your energy is tremendous, but I, it's never been like, uh, could you turn around and let me see the other side? You know, if, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that, yeah, that yeah. That's, to me, that is gross and icky and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and you'd be amazed. I, no, I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a man when I was younger, you see, and now that I'm a little, <laughs> but, uh, um, it's, it's, I can only imagine how difficult it is. Every single time you walk by a construction site, you, you walk into the grocery store. Um, I, I, I went to a convenience store the other day and I was behind a really pretty girl and she was at in the, in the line and, uh, the guy rang her up and put stuff in the bag and then she walked out the door and his eyes followed her and it almost like he was bending over and looking around the corner to see her. And when I got up there, I said, how come you never look at me that way? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, so he said, Oh, I got busted. Didn't I? So, yep. you know, but, yeah. but that's, but that's how we are. And yeah. that's how some of us are, yeah. but it's, it's a, it's a darn shame. And I, and I think that's, I think that's the thing. And that's a big part of what I do in general is that the way that other people view us, the way that other people see us literally has nothing to do with who we are and everything to do with who they are and what they are struggling with. So if a person is, you know, putting a beautiful woman on a pedestal for some reason, maybe it's because they're lonely. Maybe it's because that person reminds them of somebody who they at one point decided they weren't worthy of having. Maybe it's because they don't love themselves enough to think they are worthy of being with a person who is as beautiful as that person. There are a thousand things that could be happening, but what we need to remember is that it's 
our world that's important when it comes to our healing and when it comes to the way that we present in the world. I think, I think that is so empowering. If, if Thank we, you. when you are looking at it from that perspective of how can you help people? Because quite frankly, you know, it, sometimes beauty is a matter of genetics. I, yeah. you know, you can't, you it's can't. It's also in the eye of the beholder, you that's, know? That's also, <laughs> that's also true. Have you ever seen, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but uh, I, could, I could, I could get lots of nasty letters for going there. So I'm not going to, uh, but <laughs> by the way, we're talking with Kayla Mason and uh, she is an integrative nutrition health coach and she uses uh, uh, human design to really get you in touch with who you are. She's got tremendous energy. She's, she's a very caring individual. And, uh, um, I just, I just, I don't know you haven't met you, but I love you to death. I think that you've, you, you, you're going to add a lot to our planet. Um, I love you too. I love being here. I love being on this show. It's such a beautiful space and I always feel so seen and so held here. So thank you. Oh, well, you're, you're more than welcome because, because I, in, being that you're a little, you see, you're, you're, you're young enough to be my granddaughter. I think <laughs> it's, it's relatively close. Oh, but, maybe, but, maybe, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I think that we as humanity really need to change how we're looking at things and look for yeah. people. And from the inside out, who are you really? And who, why are you presenting who you presenting? And if I can help you, learn how to present something different that's more authentic for you so that you can become who you really are. That's what we want to do. And, 100%. And, and 100%. It's, it's, it's just great to, to, to have somebody like you. And if, if, some, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, to work with you, to get your chart read, to go down this path, because this path, ladies and gentlemen, is important. It's, it's not just a fly-by-night thing. If you want to get in touch with who you really are and find out why you're doing the things that you're doing again and again and again, yes. why, you're, why you're dating the same guy in a different suit, why you're mm -hmm. taking the same job that's demeaning to you, why you can't make any money, why you, there's a myriad of things that you can help with, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It's it often just comes down to strategy, comes down to the way that you're doing things. Um, and I also firmly believe that we are headed to a more heart-centered place as a, as a human, like as a race, the human race in general, humanity at large, and we're doing that one soul at a time. And that is what I wanna do. I wanna help people one soul at a time in order to create a more heart-centered world. And I really think that we can do that. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I do it one conversation at a time, Yes, uh, which is, that. which is positive talk radio.net. Go there, find out some stuff. By the way, we have a new sponsor and I want to play a commercial before we go real quick. And then we're going to say goodbye to Kayla when we're going to get your information out. But I just wanted to play this because it's, it's just, just a 30 second spot, but, uh, um, 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 Allison Roberts has got a program coming up in the fall. She does uh, life coaching. She does really some incredible stuff. And you may have heard this guy that's going to voice this before. So I just wanted to play this real quick. Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? 
Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. You know, and I was, uh, and that's Allison Roberts, by the way. Uh, but I, I, I was struggling with myself, which I do too often, because I was thinking, well, now I'm having a coach on, and then we're going to play an advertisement from another coach. But my, my philosophy of that is there are people that are going to resonate with you that might not with her, 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 the work she does is different than the work that you do. And there's enough, in my opinion, there's enough for everyone. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think, and I will even say to people, like when someone comes to me and says something about wanting to be involved in coaching, but isn't sure, I will often say it might not be me, but if you need a coach, you can find somebody like there's, there are different coaches for different people and we're all going to speak to someone different. And I will tell you this, if you believe that you can do this life without having uh, advisors and a coach and somebody who can look at you from how you're being presenting, how you're presenting yourself to others and can look at that. And so, because a lot of times it's like, really, I'm doing that. I had no idea. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just very helpful because yeah. we all want to live our best life. We all want to know why we're here and we all want to enjoy the time that we are here. Cause we don't know how long we have. Um, and so, so having a coach and especially like you, you help me immensely figure out that I can't invite people to do this until they're vetted. And I know, and then stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you, you've been very, very good for me. Thank you. Great. I'm so glad. So I've got just a couple of minutes left in the program. And okay. so I want you, so this is the time when I'm going to shut up and let you say whatever you'd like to say to the audience. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Um, so if you do want to dive into your human design, or if you just want to talk with me and figure out if we could work, if we would do well working together, I do a 15 minute free curiosity calls. And then I also do full human design reading. Um, you can go to my website, which again is kaylacare.liveeditaurora.com. Um, or you can check me out on Instagram. I'm underscore Kayla underscore Mason. Send me a message there, and I'd love to talk to you about figuring out how you can be, start living the life you were born to live rather than the one you were raised to live. Oh, there is that, isn't there? <laughs> yep, yep. Well, Sometimes and it's, we just need to get out of our own way. Yes, it is. And one of the things that uh, I learned relatively recently is I had an older sister, older brother, and myself, and we sat down a while ago and talked about our upbringing. We had completely different experiences, even though we were growing up at the same house. Yeah. So you just don't know. 100%. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. Um, so right now I'm doing mostly one-on-one -on -one coachings, which is awesome. I'm also creating a group program right now. So in the next couple of months, you'll probably be hearing about classes and courses that I have available. So we could dive in with some other people and get some group stuff going on, which I think is super healing. 
group stuff is the bomb. It is the mm-hmm. cool thing. It, it really helps a lot of people in a lot of ways. Uh, Kayla Mason has been our guest. I want to thank her. And she, when that program is getting ready to launch, she's going to launch it right here. Uh, positive that talk. I am. You guys take care of each other. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you Friday.